Hey, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Business Fun Podcast. It's me, Dave Wakeman, your host. Uh, if you're going to be at Intix, make sure you check out my friends at Booking Protect. Uh, great and exciting times there. They are now a glo- cover genius business uh, covering the globe. Lots of new technologies, new ways to make things easier. There's tons of really interesting data that shows that people are taking up refund protection at rates far exceeding what they did before the pandemic began. So if you're going to be at Intex, check out the folks at Booking Protect, a cover genius company. Get my Talking Tickets newsletter each Friday. It's talkingtickets.substack.com. That's five stories. Um, a lot of numbers now, actionable things, added pictures, um, all kinds of great stuff, talkingtickets.substack.com. Uh, we are heading into the holiday season. There will be bunches of new stuff on my website. That's davewakeman.com. Now, my guest today is Sherilyn from Joyly. And I wanted to have Sherilyn on because she has this idea of a thing called the chair of joy. And it's cool because we're as we're going in, to we did this right before thanksgiving uh, and i thought people might be a little stressed out you know need some mindfulness way way back i talked to scott o'neill about mindfulness and meditation and this sort of is a branch off of that so this is like a really um fast conversation but we talk about what the chair of joy concept is she walks me through the exercise Um, we talk about health care and mental health and positive intelligence Uh, we talk about what you know, doing a mindfulness practice will create for you. Um, we talked about controlling negative thoughts. You know, this is not a necessarily business or ticket related conversation, but it's one I think will be um, interesting and valuable for you. And it might be a tool that you can apply uh, as we head into a probably a holiday season that might be stressful or even into the new year when you put mindfulness at the top of your list of things to do. So check out this conversation with Cheryl Lynn on the Business of Fun podcast. All right. I want to welcome Cheryl Lynn from Joyly to the Business of Fun. Cheryl, what's up? Well, I don't know. Fun. I guess that's what we're doing. I'm having a blast. How about you today? Where in the world are you? I am in Washington, D.C., which is the least fun place in the world. But I still try to have much flavor. And you could, you should see the looks I get when I have my special colored shoes on around here. Uh, they don't appreciate my, my footwear as much as they should because it's not government issued. Oh. <laughs> That's all the jokes you're getting today, Cheryl. Um, so I wanted to have you on today because like you have this really um great mission. Like you just want to like spread joy and happiness. Um and you said that you wanted to talk about that there's an idea that you have a, about a trifecta of That's challenges that the world's dealing with right now or, or people are dealing with right now. And you said I'm not gonna tell you about it, I'm gonna explain it on air. That way it's like I'm on a tight wire. So go ahead. What's the trifecta? Fresh, fresh, fresh. I love fresh information. So welcome. Uh, I'm very excited to be here, first of all. And uh, I love that anybody's talking about fun. So I couldn't wait to get on this podcast. But what I think is happening in the world is perfect for what we're doing. And the the chair of joy, which I'm going to take you through in just a little while, if you don't mind, um, is about... 
three things. And the trifecta is what's happening in the world is this uh, incredible amount of healthcare uh, conversation in crisis. Um, is also one out of eight people are suffering from some kind of mental health issue. So for that all by itself, um, what we're doing is very impactful. Number two, um, we've got a large community moving toward positive intelligence. They want mental health fitness. Um, people are getting on the bandwagon. All the gurus are talking about it. I think that's phenomenal. And I also think people are ready to hear it. And uh, the third uh, little point I want to make around this is that there is a uh, revolution of joy. Even if you if you are aware or paying attention at all, you're seeing and hearing the word more. So when I started this company three years ago, um, I, I couldn't even getting people to know the difference between happiness and joy or even include the word joy in a daily conversation was just not even happening. And so we've come a long way in a short time. And I, and therefore, I see why the chair of joy is so impactful for everyone on the planet. The vision is that uh, all of us, 8 billion people, there's 7.8 billion now, but almost 8 billion people uh, will experience the chair of joy during my lifetime. Now, let me ask you this, because you talked about a revolution of joy. And I'm interested in what I try to do with people when they're listening to this is I want to define terms. So you said that so people couldn't differentiate between happiness and joy. So can you define those terms for us so that people have a definition? Yes, I'll keep it very simple because I'm a very visual thinker. So think of an ice cream cone. You're sitting at your little shop and you're having an ice cream cone. And oh, you are so happy eating this ice cream cone. And it's dripping and you love it and you couldn't be happier the problem is the ice cream cone is uh, soon gone and therefore your happiness is like, hmm, I could use more. Why did that have to end so quickly? Same as when your Mercedes breaks, you're driving along, you love your Mercedes and then bam, it's broken and you have to fix it. So that's the difference between, or that's happiness. So happiness is fleeting. We kind of tap in and out of it. Joy, on the other hand, is something that we want to embrace all day long. It doesn't mean we're living in a state of utopia. That's not what we're saying. But we're saying is that we have access to the tool or to the way to get back to this kind of even keel feeling of feeling better. And when when we know what that is and we know how to access it quickly, um, we be, we develop what I call living joyly or a state of joy. So so. So let me help me out here because this this is I, I find this pretty interesting actually. Uh, this is like the opposite of toxic positivity because that's a term I've, I've heard a lot of lately. And it, and I think when somebody defined it for me and showed it to me, I was like, oh my god, yes. It's like people are overly positive no matter what. Like I was like going, look, in 2020, 2021, even 2022, you could look around and be like completely all right, saying this sucks. <laughs> and, this and, and, and it didn't mean you were being negative. It just, you know, but like to always have to be positive, that seems like a lot of the opposite of joy. At the opposite of joy. And I think that's what I grew up with and why I'm doing this business today. I used to say to my kids, why can't you just be happy? What's wrong with you? And, you know, none of us knew that it's okay to to tap into all the other. We have so many emotions as human beings. Why don't we get to experience them all? And so there's a great deal of vulnerability, especially those of us that are in business. Like, how do we show up and say, you know, I'm this day sucks. Like, things are not going so well. And I'm, you know, why did that happen? And da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. And so um, the idea of, of, of tapping into um, a plethora of emotions is what we talk about. So I'd love to show you, if you don't mind, really quickly, so we are kind of on the same page. Would that be all right? That'd be great. All right. So you're... Um, 
So the chair of joy. So there's five little steps. Number one, where in the world is your chair of joy? And I just want you to know, Dave, that when when you get this um, gift, it's like your first kiss. So you'll remember where you were when you received your chair of joy. So if I could ask you, where is one of the safest places you can move away from your computer and go sit? And it could be outside, inside, in your car. It could be maybe in that beautiful chair I see in back of you. Where would your chair of joy be? Actually, so the chair behind me is pretty good. But there's actually a chair that's off camera in the other room. That's like because there's no window. It's like a laundry room. But there's a white chair in there. It's oh. like kind of like yours, but it's got like taller arms. So it's in the other room. It, 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 but it's like totally, I go in there to meditate. I go in there to do everything. You have a throne kind of, kind of? That's so exciting. Yeah, that's even better. <laughs> My throne of joy. That makes, that, that's yes. totally fitting me. That's great. That feels like you 1000%. So I bought the chair uh, during the pandemic just in Vegas when they were shutting down the whole strip. And I took my chair to mountains and parking lots and playgrounds and wherever people would allow me to to set up my chair and talk about joy. It was so fun. So since I've been to 120 cities and over 10,000 people now know the words chair of joy. So we're making headway. It's not a billion, but that's okay. We're the journey is uh, in the in the making of the of the of the movement. So we're having fun. All right. So the, your chair is very similar to mine and I love that because it feels good. It's a space that you can get away that feels good to meditate. So I want you to, if you don't mind, just close your eyes for about 60 seconds if you don't mind. And I want you to imagine and everybody that's here with us, if you're listening, find your chair of joy and I want you to kind of go there in your mind's eye and I want you to sit down in your chair of joy. So the first step is to sit and while you're sitting there, I want you to kind of see and hear like just like Dave was talking about it's in the laundry room it's quiet there's books around probably has a candle in there like what's ever going on just appreciate the fact that you're in your now gifted chair of joy or throne of joy if you're Dave or Cheryl <sighs> second step is to take a deep breath so oh man it's been a day already like just find yourself sitting in your chair and taking two big deep breaths so everybody inhale and exhale. And on this next breath, I want you to drop your shoulders, kind of tap your feet on the ground, if you will, and just let yourself come present with me, with us, with this listening audience. And we're going to do one more deep breath. And when we do this deep breath, I want all the troubles and the worries of the day just kind of fall to the ground. So anything that's heavy on your mind or things you have to get done or who's waiting for you or whatever. So one more deep breath and just let that all fall to the ground. So deep breath in. And you can kind of feel yourself getting present. So we're going to move into the third step, which is to think. Sorry, the fourth step. Um, think about a moment of joy. So I want you to think about a moment of joy. Could have been this morning. Could be in the future. And just tap into the flavor of it. What was happening? Who was there? What were you saying? Was it an award? Was it a meal? Was it your kids? Was it a birth? Was it a wedding? doesn't matter what it is. Maybe it's just a clean sink. Sometimes not coming up with a moment of joy can be difficult for people. And then I want you to step into that moment of joy as if you were there and just embrace the people, the moments, the time, um, the era, whatever was going on. And last step is to feel, just feel that moment, just ride through your body, just like a wave of beautiful sunlight going from your toes all the way up to the top of your head and through your crown chakra and uh, feeling that completely and fully 
And then one more deep breath and open your eyes whenever you're ready. There we go. So that's basically it. We teach people to find a chair of joy, sit, breathe, think, and feel. A kindergartner can do it. We are doing it in Spanish and sign language and putting it in different languages now. Um, the idea is that you get to go to your chair of joy, Dave, right? Sometimes name some of the emotions you have throughout your day because you're human. You get angry. You get frustrated. Um, you hopefully get a little ha you're happy at some point. Um, you're probably content or, you know, some sometimes uh, you can feel anxious. You can feel um, tired, refreshed. Um, is there sometimes yeah. some guilt? Guilt? Yeah, pain, of course. The desperation, yeah. lack of courage, maybe hope, exhilaration, gratitude, yeah. appreciation. Fear. Yeah, fear, lots of fear all the yeah. time. So the idea is when sometimes you just get to be aware of a feeling, you're like, man, that freaks me out. That's a really good time to stand up and go to your chair of joy, literally for 60 seconds and sit, breathe, think and feel. Once you feel not joy, but just a little more courage, a little less of that, you can make a better decision for, from that point. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense to me. This is like, um, to me, and I could be wrong, it's like turbocharging your meditation process. Exactly. Because like it, you just work the chair of joy exercise into your more like if you do morning and afternoon meditation, you sit there and you go, hey, look, you know, let me just drop, you know, make sure I have released everything and let me picture this and then see, like check in because that's really like, you know, it's another way of, you know, making meditation useful to people because I think most people don't necessarily understand that the, this is really what it is. It's to help you get back to being present, right? Which is yep. the core of the chair joy. And it is helping you process those feelings in a way that you can move on, right? Yes. So, is it, or am I wrong? I mean, I don't know. I'm, You're I'm probably a complete right. knucklehead. Yeah, there's a lot of science that came out by Dr. Alan Shore and doc, my friend, Dr. James Wilder and my friend, Chris Corsi. There's a lot of people that are in this space of joy that are neuroscientists that talk about the impact of all four steps. So what does it mean to sit? It means to set intention. It means to be quiet, right? How can we get impulses or listen to anything that God is telling us or the universe or whatever we believe in? How can we hear if we're talking all the time? And then, you know, breathing, of course, that's the serotonin and dopamine and it's all science. And then thinking is about visualization and symbols and processing and creating new neural pathways. And of course, the feeling is just, oh my God, it's just eccentric. When you understand, did you feel the feeling? My question is, what was your moment of joy? And then what did you feel in your body? So my moment of joy uh, that I went to, I actually went to a couple really quickly because I, I you know, I was like, well, what, what, what is um, really exciting? And I had a really great meal in London when I was there in March. And I remember like, that was like, it was just like perfect. And then I remember I, um, the first time I went to Australia and I had a chance to um, give this talk in front of the, um, all the marketing and salespeople at the Australian football league. And I went there and then I went to the, like when my son was born, and so I like, you know, so I was like, I went through like those three e easily. Um, the first time I f ran a marathon, you know, I was like, I, I ran through like four or five of them real quick. So that's um, amazing. Yeah, no, no, no. I, so I was like starting through and then you hit the second question. I, I, I forgot. And like I was reliving those moments again, which I think it's probably the point. <laughs> That's good. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're good. Well, first of all, you're a, a joy jumper, which I love. Right? If you can bounce from memory to memory very quickly, um, you are you're already. So when we're asking ourselves a question or giving an opportunity, that serotonin kicks in. Therefore, the dopamine flows through our body, and we start to feel better. It's science. There's no question about it. What you did 
probably took you from whatever level you were at to something else. But the last, the, what I did ask you was, what was your um, feeling in your body when you were thinking about these moments? Oh, you know, when you told me to drop my shoulders and like drop everything to the floor, I, I could, I could feel, I felt that. And then, um, you know, when I was going from those moments to moment, it, it was hard to, um, like focus on anything that wasn't positive. You know, it was like hard to, um, it was probably like a sense of relief, I think yeah. a little bit, right. You know, like, so it, stuff that had been bought, maybe bothering me this morning kind of got washed away. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, it's about love, right? We just want to feel love. And the moments that you described puts you back to those moments of, you know, everything was working out. It was fine. I don't need to get all caught up in this one little guy that didn't want my contract, like whatever. Right. Like, I don't choose you to work with me anyway, so go away, right? Yes. And so would you agree that, like, CEOs could come back to the table and make better decisions from a place, um, from this new place that you've discovered in your chair of joy? Oh, I absolutely would. And I think that all the people who listen to this podcast regularly would benefit from an exercise like this because it can be stressful, right? Dealing with people all the time and, you know, like, now more than ever, you're constrained, your resources, you don't have enough resources, yeah. right? Then God forbid, like I know that I, just from research I was doing, uh, people's commutes in a lot of cities are 20 to 30% longer. And there's more, and along with that longer, there's more cars on the road, makes it more stressful. You know, like there's all these stressors, like, and I think, you know, I see people breaking all the time in DC under the stress of just like day-to-day -day life. And, you know, it's like going, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't take much. I mean, we did this thing. Uh, we have been talking for very, very short time, and we went through the exercise, and we most of the conversation has been about the exercise. So it's, um, I mean, they definitely should use it, I would say. But I, I, this is not the first time we've talked about meditation and mindfulness either here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I'll be curious about the, um, you know, because I want to ask one more question before I go, because I know we're, we're like pressed for time here. Um what does the science say about, you know, I know the, the science says about uh, serotonin and like, you know, going to these positive places, but just to give people the flip side, the science, does the science tell us anything about why our mind jumps to the negative so that maybe we can use this like, hey, this is what you your mind naturally does because it's a fight, a fight or flight instinct. It's the nature of survival that we're going to be looking for dangers so that like people can pay attention to that so they can know when they need to like sit down find their, their chair of joy and like take us take a second just to recenter themselves. What is it 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day that we have something like that and about 95 or 3% I can't remember the exact number are negative and it's because they're coming at us so fast and furious every day all day long that 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 we just naturally go to the negative. The other side of that the science is we we are our our joy is generated on the left side of our brain and it moves to the right. So first of all, if we're constantly putting in the negative stuff, how are we gonna get any joy? There's nothing, right? And then if you're very, uh, if you were not sitting in your chair of joy, you, if you're not focusing or prioritizing joy at all anytime during the day, which most of us don't, because we're busy and we're getting things done, right? How will we ever develop the joy muscle on the right side of our brain? So what we teach is when you go to your chair of joy five, six, seven, eight times a day, just for 60 seconds, you can ignite it again and get back to the point of attraction so you can bring all the things in that you want. Um, again, if it's a back burner conversation in your day, we're missing, we're missing out. We're just missing out. We can't make that a back burner any longer.
Yeah. And I like that. You're like, going, it just takes 60 seconds. 60 right? seconds. The person who taught me meditation said, you're meditating if you take one breath. And that, you know, and those things are like so important because it's absolutely easy for people to do, right? Like, so you say 60 seconds, like I caught myself, I was going into a meeting to make a presentation last week on Thursday and I was just standing on the corner. They're like, well, we didn't know you were waiting there. I was like, it's totally fine. I was just standing here, just like breathing in, like just, you know, like taking in the surroundings. And like, I was just in the moment for a second. You can do that no matter what, because if you're that tightly packed, then something's wrong. Yeah. Imagine I could see the scenario going quite differently if you're standing on the corner going and looking at your watch and going, why aren't they here? What what am I doing wrong? Am I in the right place? And do I have the right materials? And what are the things I'm going to say versus what you did? Right. A completely different outcome. So it's so incredible. That's really awesome that you do that. Yeah. And I did. Well, I didn't even realize I, I was doing it until we talked this morning, because, <laughs> but I but I totally was doing it. I was just like sort of sitting there. I play uh, music without words now when I'm working. So like electronic music or jazz or something that doesn't. Ha- and like, you know, you're just like it helps you center yourself and then like then you can breathe deeply. And then I could be, um, you know, completely embracing joy, which I totally dig the idea of that. that 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 makes it makes me very happy this is like this is like the best i i really dig it um so so happy's good but just remember we want to sustain that happy by going back yeah. to our chair so we can get into state of joy every day all day long so happy's good of and we'll tap in and out of that happiness but yeah. um yeah you get it yeah. thank you yeah so well, cheryl where do people find you on the internet then so it's joyly.com, J-O-Y-E-L-Y.com. And I'd love to end with a story, if you don't mind, about the vision. No, of- go right ahead. I'm just conscious of your time. That's it. Oh, you know, oh, I talk you. to you all day. This is like very, this is very fun. This I dig it. Fun. This is fun. This is fun. So one, we wrote a book called Maya Feels Better, and it kind of ignited by one of the hospitals we're working with who t- told me that angry customers come in their door, right? And and what do we do with them? And we do the best we can as, as nursing staff and doctors. Think of a think of a even a doctor going in and out of surgery, like someone maybe just passed in a surgery, or maybe it was very critical. And then he has to quick wash his hands and move into the next one. So this is a tool for that. And when I wrote Maya Feels Better, this happened. This is a true story. So I was in Las Vegas last week, two weeks ago, and uh, probably no more than that now, probably a month ago now. And there was um, there was a stabbing in front of the Mandalay Bay. I'm not sure if you heard about that. But this gentleman, this 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 guy, this gentleman, Yoni, he he um, was refused by a friend. He was coming from Guatemala and he didn't have a job and he didn't have a place to stay. And he was carrying his chef knives down the strip. He ended up being laughed at, he thought, by a couple of showgirls. So he took out his knives and went in a terror attack and killed two uh, stabbing eight. And it was horrific situation. So this is my vision. What if, what if, Dave, you went to a, a, a you were doing a training in Las Vegas and there were 10,000 people in the audience. And you said to all of them, I'd like to give you, I'd like to start with the chair of joy because so many people know this now. Of course, you're going to start with the chair of joy because you want to get them all centered. So you take them through, sit, breathe, think, feel, you give them their chair of joy. And Paul's in the audience. And Paul is so excited that you shared this with him. So when you're done and everybody's uh, going out the door, everyone gets a big yellow button that says chair of joy, feel better now. And Paul's going out. He's got it on his backpack. He's walking down the strip. And he, and Yoni notices this yellow button on Paul. Yoni, who we just uh, talked about, is 
um, the gentleman who uh, did the shootings, he sees that, that there's this button and he walks up to Yoni and he touches Yoni on the on the button and he says, I need the chair of joy now. I know what it was because my company took me through it about a year ago. Please help me now, would you? And so Paul sits down with Yoni on the steps of the Venetian and they do sit, breathe, think, feel. And during his thinking portion, Yoni thinks of, oh my gosh, the time when I used my knives and all these recipes and people enjoying my food. So good. And he calms down. So it ends up Paul works at the Venetian and he has an opening as a chef for a chef. And they bring Yoni in. And he begins working. And a few days later, he sees these eight people from the strip walk in and sit down um, and have dinner. And he's so thankful that they're safe and unharmed. And so that's how I see the chair of joy unfolding for mental health situations, for corporations, for communities, for children. I love to replace the timeout chair with the chair of joy. And um, let's uh, really build on this momentum of this trifecta that we talked about at the beginning of the show. No, this is great. Cheryl, thank you so much for doing the podcast. You're very welcome. Have a great day, Dave. I mean, that's some high energy stuff, right? Let me know what you thought about my conversation with Cheryl Lynn by sending me an email at my name. It's Dave at DaveWakeman.com. Check out my website, DaveWakeman.com. Get the Talking Tickets newsletter at TalkingTickets.substack.com. And make sure you check out my friends at Booking Protect at Intix in January in almost my hometown. I was born in Bremerton, so it's just across the sound from Seattle uh, in Seattle, Washington. It's going to be great. Um, Check them out. Bookingprotect.com. Look at the new data. Um, Ever since the uh, merger with Cover Genius has happened, there's all kinds of new ideas, new uh, interesting takes on refund protection and providing value to your customers. The data is clear. People want this more than ever now. Um, Give them a look. Give them a shout bookingprotect.com. And as I say all the time, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, Thank you for being here. And I will talk to you soon. Take it easy.